Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fully Equipped Podcast. I am Brian Deal. And I am Keaton Pierce. And we are so glad that you have decided to take some time to listen to a couple of preachers from South Carolina, uh, or in South Carolina. Right. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the distinction. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if you claim South Carolina for all the years you were in Kentucky. Oh, uh, K- K- Kentucky is still home, but if not <laughs> right. Kentucky... It is South Carolina. Okay. Okay. I, I always consider South Carolina an adoptive home. Right. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The Carolinas being, you know, kind of my one in the same for me. Yes. You know, uh, although, you know, some people uh, struggle with that. You know, <laughs> North Carolina or South Carolina, which one is it? You have to choose. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, speaking of the Carolinas, one of the things, one of the passions that we share, Keaton, is uh, Palmetto Bible Camp. Right. And um, I don't think anyone I know would ever describe PBC as luxury accommodations. <laughs> not quite. Um, <laughs> yeah. not, not the adjectives I would use. Right, right. Uh, but at the same time, it's not quite the same as camping. Right. Right. Uh, you know, that brings a whole different uh, connotation. Right. Uh, have you done much camping like actual camping i you know uh a little not not as much um you know so growing up i lived on a farm well technically two farms because my parents were divorced and both had a farm so um you know we did some you know we would we would go out um and just throw a tent out on one of the fields okay um you know when i was younger uh and, and and that was a lot of fun we also uh, for those that don't know, in eastern Kentucky, we have the Red River Gorge, uh, yes. which is not super far from, like, where my grandparents live in Mount Sterling. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so we would go out there and, you know, for a night or two um, right. and, and do some some camping. But it's definitely, that was definitely a ch- an early childhood thing. Okay. Um, okay. When, you know, I'd say probably middle school and back. Um, yeah. Spent a lot of time outdoors, even as I got older, but camping kind of uh lost a little bit of its allure um yeah. you know now yeah i mean you, you know as you get older you know sleeping on ground roots and yeah. rocks that's right <laughs> you know i i end up getting pulls in my back sleeping on a perfect mattress much less if i had like a rock you know right under yeah. Yeah. my my lower back there so um not as much as i've gotten older but uh how about you yeah i did some i remember doing some of that like in the backyard, yeah, yeah, uh, like, like my oldest nephew and I. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember if there was a tent for sure because mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember us owning a tent when we were <laughs> when I was little. Right, but I do remember us being in the backyard, maybe just sleeping in sleeping bags yeah. under the stars. I don't. I don't know. Oh yeah, uh, and and we always had to be. I think this was intentional. My parents put us right outside the window uh, into the bathroom that was right off of their bedroom oh, so okay. they could probably just listen keep and, an ear and, out yeah <laughs> make sure that they could hear what was going on uh but then later like high school years right again me and my nephews we did a little we, okay. we went out to um uh pisgah national forest mm. and and camped out there a couple nights that kind of thing and right and it was always more about like just goofing off yeah you know it's just having fun right uh eating junk food yeah you know that kind of thing we never really built fires or anything like that yeah 
that that would have been a bad idea. <laughs> there's, there's no telling what could have come of that. That's so true, especially thinking of you and Phil and Timmy. <laughs> well, actually, it would have been Phil's older brother. Oh, okay. Uh, that 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 we went with because that would, you know, Timmy is is a younger than me by eight years. Okay, a little bit more so, of a gap. So if if I was you know seventeen, he was nine. So he would right. have been going out. With gotcha. Us and doing those kinds of things, uh, you know, he was that pesky little brother. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every family has one, right? <laughs> well, today we are talking about pitching our tent, mm. but not in a literal sense. We are talking about the tent that is this life, right? And the Apostle Paul refers to this body as a tent. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He says, For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Right. And that's a great passage. It's a great reminder as Paul continues on in that that section of 2 Corinthians, talking about that uh, this this is not a a permanent dwelling place for us. We have something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, And, but... What I really appreciate about this metaphor is the idea of this temporary dwelling that um, we've got to figure out what we're going to do with this temporary dwelling. Mm. What are we going to do with this life? And just because it's temporary doesn't mean that we should just toss it wherever. Right. Um and so the idea of this episode is is where are we going to pitch that tent? Yeah. When where we pitch our tent or where we go about living our lives makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this is funny, uh you know, you wrote this outline a little while back and and you know, didn't know that I would preach on this, but uh last week at Gold Hill Road, I did a sermon called uh, Heaven Can Be Your Home, and it was within our Firm Foundation series that we've been doing for right. the first about six weeks of the year. That's our year-long theme, and talking about, you know, looking onto the other side of eternity, that, you know, heaven sure. is ultimately where we want to be, and that this is this is the temporary, as hard as it is for us to imagine. And, you know, talking about this idea of where do we pitch our tent goes perfectly with an example I gave then that might be good for us here is out of Jeremiah 29. So okay. Jeremiah 29, if you, if you remember, uh, you know, we're, we'll turn over there quickly, but um, this is letters that Jeremiah wrote to the exiles in Babylon. And that's where, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 is the verse that so many people know of, you know, I know the plans I have for you, the plans to prosper you and things like this. But within the context of that is really these people that had been away from home for a long time. Right. And they had been in a foreign country with foreign culture that didn't respect the gods that they did. That's right. But Jeremiah gave them a really unique piece of advice, starting in about verse 4, is he writes to them and he says, essentially, look around you. And he says, I want to encourage you to you know, go plant gardens and raise your kids. Right. And he, he basically says, the, the, the city around you, if it prospers, you'll prosper as well. Right. But Make then it keep, home. it's home, it's home, yeah. right? Um, even if it's a temporary home, yes. because he's going to keep on talking and he's going to say, listen, God has a plan in a certain amount of time to basically redeem you and bring you back. Right. And, and so what he's getting at is 
in the interim. And so that became a point of our of, of our sermon at Gold Hill Road was how to better wait on heaven. And uh, kind of okay. in the exile's case is how do I wait on God to bring me back? Sure. And I think that's a little bit of our discussion here is we have the 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 temporary. We have the tent that Paul describes and like Jeremiah, we're called to make the best of the circumstance we have now. Right. But in the same breath, be mindful of there's something better to come. Yes. That this is not meant to be everything. Um, and in fact, you know, we talked some about, you know, heaven by its design it is is held a lot of things back because this this life, as good as it may seem at times, is not meant to be heaven. That's right. You know, that the, there is something that we're supposed to be longing for. Right. That, you know, this this life is always going to have some deficiency in it because it's not meant to be our permanent dwelling place. Exactly. And so so our, 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 our purpose then in this life is trying to figure out the best way to uh, use the time that we have here and the, the, the best way to go about living this life. Right. And we talked about that some in our previous episode about the way we use our time. Right. But in, in this episode, I think uh, some of what we're going to talk about is this concept of uh, what do we do with this tent? Where do we go yeah. with this tent? What, who do we spend time with? How do we go about living uh, this life? Yeah, and I, I think we could, we could look at an Old Testament example to kind of usher in so, some kind of guidance on this. You know, we look, look at an example of Lot in the Old Testament. Right. Um, you know, Abraham's nephew, and he began to argue with Abraham, and they kind of went their separate ways. Um, and if, in Genesis 12, in about a verse 11, it says, So Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley, and Lot journeyed east. Thus they separated from each other. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. And, you know, that might not sound so bad, but then verse four, verse 13 says, Now the men of Sodom were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. Right, right. And, I, you know, I think that this kind of provides a little bit of the imagery that, you know, we very much have the same decision to make. Where are we going to plant? Yes. Our tent. Yes. You know, there's a, there's a lot that the people uh, Lot chose to be close to. It ultimately would cost him in the end. Greatly, you yes. know. You know, we later see that not only is Lot nearer the city of Sodom, but he keeps moving that tent closer and closer to now living uh, in Sodom. Yes, uh, and that ultimately cost Lot dearly. It, it lost his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his daughters turned out to be really, <laughs> really wicked. <laughs> right. I mean, just really bad. And all of that began with where am I? planting my flag, so to speak. Where is my tent going to be positioned? Yes. And, and again, you know, we have that same opportunity is where are we putting that? And so often we make the mistake of the, the way I like to describe it sometimes is we want to live our life Jesus adjacent. You know, we, we want it to be <laughs> right. close-ish to God, uh-huh. right. but we're not willing to plant our tent on God's side. Yes. Right. We want to straddle the fence. We want a foot on each side. Uh-huh. And I'm going to suggest to you that that's, for our listeners, that was Lot's initial thought. I mean, we weren't given that exact, but, but again, it feels, that, way, it, it? It feels that of, you know, he wanted, he wasn't initially in Sodom, 
but Scripture explicitly tells us that he was much closer to Sodom than Abraham was. <laughs> right, right. You know, and and so and ultimately ends up in Sodom. In Sodom, right? <laughs> and and um, you know th- that's the temptation that a lot of us have. We we try to find that line, and then that line gets a little blurry. Right, right. right. Um, for the best of us, myself included, <laughs> that line gets blurry at times. And it's often, you know, it's not, uh, it ends up being less uh, uh, Jesus adjacent and more uh, temptation adjacent. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Because we want to we want to push that line. We want to get right. close. Uh, and, and really, Jesus in, in the Sermon on the Mount describes that as, as serving two masters. Yes. Right? And, I mean, he says that, that he says we can. not possible. It's right. not going to work. Um, and so, so we have to be cautious uh, about that side of things. Right. On the other side of the spectrum, at the all the way at the other end, there's another extreme that we could go to that is also just as problematic. And uh, in my mind, I, I go to Matthew five and verse fourteen. Right. Uh, again, in the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus says, "You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden." Mm. And I think about that city on a hill. Right. You know, the light that you can see from a distance because it's up on a hill. And that's a great image for what the, the church and we as Christians are supposed to be. We are mm-hmm. supposed to be that light that people can see and know is there and know is available to them. I'm afraid, though, <laughs> that too often we want that city or, or we want that place where we pitch our tent to be way up high. Right. On the top of this mountain, yeah, completely separated from all those heathen people down there, <laughs> right. and and we and we'll kind of look down the mountain once in a while, and we'll say, "Hey, all you people down there, you know, come on up here. If you can manage to climb up this difficult mountain and don't slip and fall, and and can maneuver your way up here." Come on. Right. I don't think that's what Jesus was getting at here with the concept of a city on a hill. Yeah. Uh, there is no doubt that we as Christians, we have to be cautious about the world's influence on us. Yes. The Apostle Paul wrote about that in, in Romans chapter 12. He says, don't be conformed to this world. But that also does not mean that we are supposed to just remove ourselves right. from the world and become completely unrelatable yeah. and, and make Christianity something that is unattainable for right. anybody uh, or, or make uh, faith appear as it, though it's something that's just an impossible task uh, for people. Because, I, I mean, I've had conversations with people talking about their faith and talking yeah. about uh turning their lives over to Jesus, and, and they have said, well, i, I got to fix all these things first. Right. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah. that's not how it works. Right. Uh, you, you, you commit to Jesus and let him take care of things. Yeah. You know, this faith is not this, this uh, unattainable, uh, otherworldly yeah. thing that, that only a select few people have figured out how to do. Right. <laughs> You know, and I think that that goes in kind of the, the same the same idea. I just had a conversation with somebody of you know balancing. There's a book, and I can't remember who wrote it. The book is called Metsy Church, and it's this idea that church is meant for people. And I mean, Christ talks about it that I didn't come to save the well, but the sick. Exactly. 
right? And 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 we as as Christians sometimes struggle with this idea of you know church feels like it's for us, right? People that are already <laughs> in the body, and and we want it, right. to, and we want that relationship with each other, and and that's certainly a, a benefit we get. But we have to recognize that church, to a degree, is meant to be messy. It's meant to be a place where people can come that aren't there yet, that don't have everything figured out. Yes. Um, and so, to your point, you know, we're called to be the city set on the hill. And I, again, I think that that's certainly, from a thirty thousand foot view, aspirational in the sense that we are called to be a light in a in a very dark environment. Yes. Right. Exactly. We're supposed to, we're supposed to be set up in that way. But to your point. We sometimes can allow the day-to-day to get a little bit too above everybody else to where it's not open and right. as, as, as much as we control it is not open to others that may not have it all figured out yet. And I think, like you said, that's just as bad as Lot going further away. Right. right? I mean, if you think of kind of the middle as, as true equilibrium, kind of the, the perfect spot, yes, you've got both extremes heading in opposite directions, further away from kind of that true center. Right. And, and that's going to be the issue. You know, and, you know, Jesus, even when he was praying for his disciples in John 17, said, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Right. Right. It's this idea of, of kind of a juxtaposition of being in the world or of the world. Right. And, and, and that's, you know, something that we as Christians have to, to really wrestle with. I think Christ was perfect at it in the sense that he, he just was able to be with that crowd and not be influenced by it. Um, yeah. and, and again, uh, we can struggle with this again. Where do we where do we pitch our tent? We can pitch it too far into the of the world crowd and allow it to influence us and go a lot route, right? Or we can be- become so holier than thou up on our mountain <laughs> to where we're not having any influence. And here's here's the rub. That's not a popular opinion. But being kind of holier now above everybody else and having no influence, essentially having no evangelism, no discipleship, no growth, right, is just as contrary to Christ's mission and our mission as Christians than just going headfirst into temptation. That's right. They That's are exactly equally right. pulling us away from God. Right. One, again, feels very church and Jesus adjacent, so we feel secure in that <laughs> because, you know— very much up on our kind of pedestal, we could still be involved in church. We could still be have you know great attendance and do all the normal sure, churchy sure. things and feel like I've got it all secured. <laughs> the other is you know look at that person over there; they're so far away. Yeah, but yeah, it's a it's how did Christ view the Pharisees? Right, who on the surface had it all figured out. Yes, but he says your heart's wrong. You're a whitewashed tomb. You look right. great on the outside, but on the inside you're dead. Yes. And, you know, so again, we come back to this idea of where are we pitching the tent, right? right. And, and and that, to a degree, is going to set the course of our life, certainly our spiritual life, how we connect with Christ and God and how we connect with other people. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you bring up the Pharisees, I think that's a great uh, way of looking at it, is because Jesus told his disciples, he said, you need to, you need to listen to what they say, you right, know, as far right. as the law goes. Yeah. They're right. You know, these are the laws. This is what you're supposed to do. Sure. But don't live like them. Yeah. Right. Don't don't act like them. Right. Don't, don't don't create a scenario or a situation that uh makes your faith 
unrelatable to the rest of the world or yeah. makes your faith unattainable to the rest of the world. That's not how this is supposed to work. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's the balance that we've got to figure out. Yeah. And, and there's not, not a, a, a magic answer here. You right. know, we just, uh, you know, with this episode, I feel like we just, you know, kind of want to put this idea out there for folks to, to be aware of and be right. thinking of, you know, where am I pitching my tent? Am yeah. I, Am I getting too close to temptation right. on that one end of the spectrum, or am I am I pulling so far away from the world and sheltering myself and my families so much from the world that that I've created this this barrier between myself yeah. and, and the people that I'm supposed to be helping to understand uh, what faith in Jesus is all about? Well, and you know, one thing that I, I think ultimately the word that could sum this entire episode up is balance. Absolutely, right? That it it, it has to be balanced. <laughs> And, you know, we, we look at this and, you know, a conversation that I've had over the years is, again, you know, the church as as sometimes as messy versus this idea of reverence to God. And, and the ultimate answer is somewhere in the middle of yes. we are reverent, but we're also, you know, God wants us to come as we are with the problems we have. Right. And, you know, I that, that's a mountain. No, no pun intended, but that's a mountain I'll <laughs> die on of, you know, when Christ talks about how to pray w- w- within the Sermon on the Mount, you know, and he gives a lot of instruction of, he says, don't don't worry about the language you use and don't worry yes. about what you say and how long the <laughs> prayer is and this right. and that, which tells me that reverence is important, but it it stops at a certain point. And right. God God wants us to come real as we are. Exactly. And, you know, and so again, I think, again, neither one is is right or wrong. There's balance of both. There has to be a healthy dose of both. That's right. And I think this is similar. Uh, there's a healthy dose of, of both sides of, you know, again, we, we want to not be up on the mountain and, and so far away that we're no longer relatable, but we can't be too far into temptation either. Right. We've got right. to find that healthy balance. And, and please, any 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 listener, don't misunderstand. This is easier said than done. <laughs> That's right. Right. That's this right. is something that Brian and I both we talk about a lot. We struggle with. You know, anytime we get together with other ministers, some version of this conversation comes up. Right. Because every one of us has an inclination to go one way or the other. Sure. Absolutely. I don't know anybody that's perfectly predispositioned to just sit right in the middle. (laughs) We're all pulled a little bit one way or another. Um, But it's, again, let's go back to last episode. What are we prioritizing? What are we investing in? Exactly. The priority has to be the balance of finding finding the value in both, finding the the folly in both. Um, and, and recognizing that somewhere our home's kind of in the middle. That's right. And, and that's going to be our challenge for our listeners today as we wrap up is finding the balance in life, finding the balance in every aspect of your life, in career, in family, in church, in relationship, in marriage. Um, every good thing that God has given us requires a balance of it. That, yes. that, that any extreme and even what you might think of as good extremes, again, can can be a detriment if we don't if we go too far in one direction. That's right. You know we're we're so thankful that uh, you come you came and chose to listen to us today on the fully equipped podcast, Brian. We are on episode four, right? Um, which is wild, uh, but we are so thankful for this um, and thankful for your listenership that you chose to join us again. We want to challenge you. We hope you're encouraged by this, and we hope that you'll join us uh, next time for episode five of the fully equipped podcast. 